Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, it's the Rundown, presented by ExploreStLouis.com. The biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on 92.9 FM ESPN. First story. Seth Hennigan. Completed 24 of 34 passes for 415 yards and two touchdowns to lift the Tigers to a 37-13 win over Navy this weekend in Annapolis. I believe, John, ending a five-game road losing streak for the Tigers as well. But more importantly than, than certainly that is setting up what should be a pretty good atmosphere. Here, here was the deal. The Tigers were, as John would say, at a crossroads. Well, even this early in the season, here's the point. Like, if you go to 0-2, especially with the second loss being a loss to Navy, a team picked 10th out of 11 in the American, you start to wonder again, forget what can be accomplished this season. Is anybody even paying attention anymore? How many people are showing up for the home opener this week against Arkansas State if you're sitting 0-2? Again, losing to what appears, guys, to be a good Mississippi State team – Want to underline that. Somebody told you before that game they were pretty good. And then now, you know, that, that, that again, we said shouldn't be the measuring stick. Go out, handle business against Navy. Uh, then you'll look like the team, perhaps, that we think can win eight games. They did. We said Seth Hennigan was fantastic. So was Quindell Johnson, by the way. Uh, wanted to point out 13 tackles, 11 of them solo. Had that one-handed interception as well. And I mentioned this, too, because I think it's important for the rest of the season. The fact that Chris Howard knocked down all those field goals, 22, 37, and 38, uh, special teams, especially there at that position at kicker, had been a question mark for the Tigers coming into the season. Chris Howard won the job, and he looks like the man for the job. Again, it's more about what's ahead for the Tigers than it is about what they got done on Saturday, although I think you've you got to tip your cap to the job Seth Hennigan did. You've set it up now where you've got three more very winnable games here before the Tigers take on Houston. You've got Arkansas State this week at home, obviously, North Texas, then Temple, teams that – Frankly, you're going to be favored over. John's already pointed out that the Tigers are a double-digit favorite over Arkansas State. Could set you up for, like we've said, we said it before the season, a nice, fat 4-1 and record. We can argue how fat it is, but a good-looking 4-1 and record heading into a, a nice opportunity against the Houston team. Started the year ranked in this loss to Texas Tech. They, they, did they bow out? They did, didn't they? Did they get pushed out of the AP Top 25? Either way, that's a Houston team that will be contending for an AAC yeah, title. Yeah, because they were only 25 to start with. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, either way, that's going to be a Houston team that you're uh, 
in terms of true test, if you're four and one by that time, yep. you get a chance to see if you're ready con- to contend this year for an AAC title. So good win in the sense that you handled business. Yep. Seth Hennigan looks very good, and we like it because again, you set up an atmosphere uh, come this weekend against Arkansas State in your home opener, where people can out there get out there, get excited. Hopefully, you've got some nice, good weather, and you're again building, 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 John, on what's hopefully a eight win season or more. Yeah. Um- I, I will say Houston is is I was I know they lost the game, but defensively, that is going to be a hell of a challenge. Just like I know we're jumping ahead four weeks here, but but, I, but it's really about what's ahead. So this is fine. Yeah, I mean I I thought Houston really got after that Texas Tech quarterback. Um, again, they lost the game, um, but I think that's going to be it's like for Memphis's offensive line. That's going to be one of the that's going to be one of the tougher. I'm going to say it's going to I'm going to say it's the toughest game on the schedule. I'm going to say it's going to be the toughest game on the schedule for Memphis' offensive line. And I think it might be the toughest game on the schedule remaining for Memphis. Like, you know, UCF uh, just lost to Louisville at home. Um, so I think, you know, maybe maybe they're missing uh, they're missing their quarterback a little bit, right? Um, Gabriel, he left for Oklahoma, I want to say. So they're missing their quarterback. They only put up 14 points in that game. So I, I think for Memphis it is going to be that Houston game, but it's here, which means – I'm assuming Houston will be favored by three. Temple, you're going to be favored. I mean, that's kind of how you have to look at it, right? You're going to be you're favored by in your mind too many against Arkansas State, but still 14. You're going to be favored probably around the same against North Texas. Um, Temple, I'm assuming that's going to be a six and a half point line, and then Houston, I think, is probably going to be Houston minus three. You know, so that's going to be the first one you're not favored in um, in these games. But I just I look at it in terms of Okay, what was the objective? The objective was don't play around. You know, mm-hmm. Navy's awful. <laughs> Navy is so bad. Um, it is amazing. It was just that quarterback, wasn't it? It was just that damn quarterback who made them look like what they were. Well, they've had a couple guys at that spot. Who were the who? Malcolm Malcolm Perry, Perry was the who one. Who was the one after him? Oh, don't ask me names. They've had they've had, it's been more than one guy though that had killed us. Uh, they haven't had the guy last couple of years, and that feels like it's been Ty Levi. Just is not an. He's not enough of a threat, it doesn't feel like. Um, and, again, I would tell you, too, Navy holding Navy to 3.7 yards per rush, that's solid defense. So you got to, again, after a performance where we all questioned, especially that first half, can is this team going to make tackles? What's it going to do on defense under Matt Barnes? I thought, again, against a triple option offense that, no, we didn't look at this year and say, okay, that's going to be super potent. But to hold Navy to 3.7 yards per rush, your, your defense is, is playing ball. It and, was Keenan and Reynolds. Wendell John, that would, I think Reynolds was the other and one. Then, I'm thinking, and, I, think there, I thought there was another one. Malcolm though. Perry. Okay, but yeah, you know, Keenan, I feel like there's another name besides those two, but those two I remember in particular. Keenan Reynolds, and then followed by Malcolm Perry, who was okay. who was like pretty good, you know, who was not as good, but still pretty damn good. Um, so I, it is kind of crazy. I guess that's the that's the function of the triple offense, though, right? You're only as good as your quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was, I, I found myself like thinking about that, right? Like, who would want to do that? Who would who would want to play quarterback at Navy? Because it's not. It's not really playing quarterback, is it? It's 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 just like, I mean, you're you you're, you're signal caller, right? You're decision maker, but you don't really get to like throw the ball. It's a completely different level of commitment period up there because you, again, you have no nil. You're playing a triple option offense. You're talking about if you're a quarterback, how do you get anything out of it? But then you have the commitment in terms of what you've got to give to Your Navy service, right? in terms of the service. Yeah. So 
the kinds of people you can get now That's, compared to yeah. the rest of college football, it just puts them at a disadvantage. And I think Ken, again, with the momentum having slowed down, probably should have gotten out of there a couple of years ago when he had the offers to do it. It just feels like he's, he's you know, you're, you've already lost momentum. It feels like recruiting is slowed, and then you've got these NIL and everything else changing the world. You can't go out and uh, 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 beat people in the transfer portal. You're not going to get folks to uh, uh, leave a D1 and all of a sudden, oh, I'm ready to commit service years and everything else to Navy. So so they're, you, you think it's hard to recruit at Memphis. Uh, Ken's got a tough job, and especially yeah, now but he's like, lost you know, so much if I was momentum. If I was a coach of Navy, right? You're going to throw away the triple option. You're going to at least try to make it yeah, more I'm attractive. Gonna, I'm going to play the air ring. I'm going to yeah, play I'm, Georgia but Southern. That, but that's only a small part of things. You've oh, still yeah, got to get, get them past the whole, you're not going to make any money till the bat, you know, right. and, and uh, until after your service with Navy. Like, that, that's part of the deal, and it's, it's tougher for them. Uh, our first guest, Mike Wall, would have been able to tell you a little something about that. But either way, uh, Memphis handles business against Navy. Arkansas State is next. How many? What's the line? 14. 14 is the line. We'll see if there's any movement this week. I suspect that thing's going mean, to come out. Gonna, hey, it's going to come out 12, 11, 10 points. I mean, 14 is high. It's not going to come down to Arkansas like six State, or seven. When, when Vegas goes back and sees Arkansas State put up 50 last year against these folks, it'll come down. But isn't, aren't the, the quarterbacks are gone, right? It's a uh, totally different Still QB. Butch Jones offense, and they put up – I know it was Ohio uh, State Butch, I, last week, but they put up points the first week. 50-something, I thought. Butch Jones played like a coward this weekend, bro. That man was punting care about down against Ohio State. You're trying to get – what did I say? Get people through that game, not get beat up so you can come down here and play Memphis. No, it was you Don't black. go out and get your James people black, killed man. against Ohio State. Uh, they're running back, Johnny Lang, uh, 12 carries, 19 yards. So it ain't like they're coming in here with some, you know, high-octane pedal-to-the-metal offense. Arkansas State. Yes. You're saying what they did against Ohio State. You're looking at that and saying, okay, they don't have much offense. That's what right, you're doing right here with me right now. We they put up 50-something week one, dude. Yeah. Like they're going to be able to score. Against Grambling. I don't care. It doesn't matter. They can score points. Well, against Grambling. You can't use Ohio State, okay, number, what, top three in the uh, in the nation as the barometer yeah. if they don't have any offense. Well, and I can't let you use Grambling State. For that either. I'm using Grambling State and the fact that they put up 50-something have been high-flying under Butch the whole time is what I'm using. Yeah. Yes, if you if you go out and hold them to 12 points or whatever it's going to be under 15, that's a hell of a job by the Memphis so defense. let's middle it then. Let's middle it. Let's say, okay, 58 I don't need to middle it. I'm, I'm in 12, the right place. Divided by 12. You have to respect their offense. Yeah, I agree. I agree you have to respect their offense, but I just don't – it doesn't, It doesn't. you know, leave me trembling in my boots, Arkansas State. Okay, in good. Here. Next door. I don't. I, why, you don't have to get upset about it. Not upset at all. I just. I think it's a. It's. It's silly to sit up here and try to measure their offense based on a, a, a lot looking great against Ohio State. Well, it's not just me. I mean, it's the. It's the. You know, bookmakers. You know, they don't. They don't respect. Them. And and I've said I think it's going to come down a couple of points. You don't think it will? We're moving on. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, NFL Week One. What a week it was. We have uh, plenty of storylines. Right. I think one of the more. Uh, I guess national stories would be Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is out for six to eight weeks, and my prediction is we will not see him again. Uh, there will be no reason to bring him back after those six to eight weeks, especially if it's closer to eight than six, because the Cowboys think they stink. They are no good. Um, Cooper Rush is their backup quarterback. They're not going to win. I think they're going to go winless. To be quite honest, and I don't even know, I don't even know what their schedule sets up like, but he is so bad, and that offense looked so bad last night. Even when Dak was in there, Dak looked bad. Um, they're missing, you know, a CD is missing that true 
other number one receiver and Amari Cooper on the other side taking attention off of him. You know, no Gallup. So I would not be shocked at all if we do not if they just say, you know what, we're zero and eight, we're one and seven, we're way out of this thing. I mean, look, they've got they've got the Bengals this weekend. That's going to be an ass kicking because the Bengals are going to be seething. Uh, then they play the Giants in New York. The Giants just beat the Titans. They're going to win that game. They have the Commanders at home October the second. I could go either way. On the road at Rams. On the road in Philly. I mean, they're going to lose probably all of these games. And so you're going to be looking up in November, late November, and saying, you know, after games against the Packers and Vikings, Dak's ready to go? Yeah, no, I don't think so. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's going to do it for Dak's season. This, the Cowboys season is over before it even gets started. That, that was a hellacious development. Uh, around the league, Aaron Rodgers sort of channeling what he did a year ago they looked very bad against Minnesota. They did not move the ball well against Minnesota. I guess you could say they they dropped the uh, they dropped the touchdown, whatever. Um, but they end up getting their their tails kicked to Minnesota here. Um, and and is this going to be a year where they can find it and Aaron Rodgers figures it out? Perhaps. But when we were, we kind of identified this before the season even started, it's been a long time since he had to start over with his receiving core like this. Um, so I kind of put them in the, in, the, in the box with Arkansas State in terms of I have no fear about the Green Bay Packers. Um, you know, maybe he'll – Randall Cobb can turn back the clock to 2012. Don't see it. Don't see it at all. So I don't know. Patrick Mahomes threw five touchdowns. They looked the part. I don't know if there was anything that, that stuck out to you from the weekend, but those were kind of the things for me. The Packers looked bad. Chiefs looked amazing. Um, and, and I guess maybe Miami, too. Miami handled business against the Patriots. Yep, Raiders lost. We did. We did. Um, but I think they're going to be fine, John. I think you're going to be just fine. That's a, that, you're a big man for saying that. Mm-hmm. You're a big man oh, for saying I, that. Oh, I keep it real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I guess the, I guess, uh, I guess the Titans, you know, you know, we'll see after week two. Typically, what I will give the Titans – is that they always lose the games they're supposed to win, uh, usually in humiliating fashion, like that game yesterday. Um, and then they come back and they beat a team they have no business beating. That is the playbook with the Tennessee Titans. Mm-hmm. They got a great chance to do that against the Bills. Yep, seven uh, seven days from today, it'll be on Monday Night Football, I believe. And again, like this is like so, this is such a Titans thing. Kind of what they do. You count them out. They lose the Giants. They'll look very impressive at home. Historically, no way they'll beat the Bills, who were so great on Thursday night. They'll play with Derrick Henry. will have a monster game. But they've they've been good against the better teams. This is where they sort of shine. Again, I'm, I I will not predict it. The point is, you would not be surprised. Don't be surprised if you saw it. You sort can, of what variable teams. Do. If you do like the Titans in that game, you can get a really good number. The Titans are ten point underdogs in that game, which is tied for the biggest spread of the weekend with teams such as the Falcons on the road at the Rams and the Houston Texans on the road. Oh, and your Chicago Bears. Uh, So the Titans are now in that group. Uh, That is the respect level for the Tennessee Titans. It doesn't exist. Um, I don't know. I I think it was all your worst fear type stuff with them. They don't have A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown goes to Philly. 
what do you have, like 450 yards receiving yesterday? Uh, looked incredible. And the Titans are struggling to, to, to score, you know, three touchdowns. I mean, against the Giants. So I just thought it was, you know, it was the reason why we said the move was dumb at the time because Traylon's not going to be ready. And did Robert Woods do anything? Mm-mm. That's Ro- sort of like Allen Robinson. I, yeah. You, know, you got to get him incorporated. It's going to be a minute. It's just not going to happen for them, man. Again, they hit the field goal. They're 1-0. We're talking about they're probably going to lose against the Bills next week. The problem for the Titans is that you're sitting, you could be 0-2. Then you've got Raiders. We know what you think about that game. Absolutely. And then you play two of your most important games of the season here within the first six. You see at Colts, Commanders, then you get Colts again. That literally could be the division right there, mm-hmm. right here at the beginning. So for the Titans, they frankly need to pull off the upset because what you don't want to be is 0-2 with Raiders at Colts, Yes, Commanders, you should win even there, but then Colts again. This this season's going to be determined pretty quickly. You're ready to jump off because of a missed field goal. I was never already. on. I'm not. Yeah, that's fair. You were never on. But, again, that's a team that can still win that division. How great did the Colts look? Yeah, no, that's true. They literally tied yeah. the Texans, a team that you, by the way, congrats on. You said they would be scrappy in this game. Uh, take the should've, Texans here and the, and the points. They should have won, won the game. game. But yeah. how great did the Colts? Did they look like world beaters? No. Well, so you're absolutely still in things, but the problem is of how difficult it is up yeah. here at the front for the Titans. And the AFC South. Like, you needed that win yesterday. You needed that field goal to go in. You needed to be – this really was, a, in many ways, a must win. Yep. Now you got to go back and how do, you, how do you take back a game that you should have won, go win one you're not supposed to yep. at the Bills this week? Again, probably not going to do it, but it wouldn't surprise us if they did because yeah. it would be so Titans. Well, no, I mean, I think, I think it is always good to exercise caution after just one week. You know, I mean, the Bears beat the 49ers. That's an example. Like, the 49ers, maybe Trey Lance isn't that guy. I can't weigh in definitively until I see him on a field that has, like, playable conditions, right? And he's got fair. George Kittle, you know. Um, last year, the, it was, it was the, I mean, the Packers were supposed to destroy the Saints. They had, like, hurricane problems. They had no preparation. They play the game in Jacksonville. Aaron Rodgers is motivated because of the contract stuff, and they get blown out, right? So week one is, is always – it's one of those things where you have to kind of be careful about how much injection of meaning you put into it. Um, so that, that should be said. But the AFC South, 0 0-1-0, 0-1-0, 0-1-1. They won a single team from that damn division that won this weekend. That is embarrassing, and that keeps the Titans in the discussion, right? That that is their hope. Correct. Their hope only lies in the ineptitude of their division. <laughs> well, the fact the fact they play good teams well, they have in yeah. the past. We'll see if they still can. Yeah. There is no AJ Brown. <laughs> I will say, <laughs> and Harold Landry. I, I I was impressed by Trevor Lawrence. But how 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 beastly is Jeffrey Simmons? Oh yeah, defensively they're gonna that's like, gonna keep them like in they games. can still get it done. Yeah. Bud Dupree, if he steps it up like he yeah. needs to, quite frankly, get back to a double digit sack man like he was in Pittsburgh. There's still some pieces there. Like again, the problem for them was offensively they didn't put that game away early, and you let the Giants hang around. They finally got some confidence, and you got to tip your, your tip your cap to Dable for going for two. Yeah, like you got to tip it and no Saquon Barkley as well. So. Uh, they should not have lost that game. Offense let them down. That said, I still see signs on defense that that's a team that yeah. can that can stay in it and possibly fight the Colts off and, and win an, a third straight AFC South crown. Yeah, I like them out. It just, I just I just feel like man, you just you know some trades take time, right? Some trades take time to like AJ was dumb if that's where you're going. Yeah, because look at Philadelphia. Like Philadelphia's going to win the dumb. division. It's dumb. They're You're only win. a few million apart, I think, in the end. Right. 
Pay him. Philly, it's what Philly. you've been looking for your whole time. You're drafting, well, trying to find a number one receiver. Like again, beast. How many? How many? How many discussions have we had on this show about teams that went out and did right by their quarterbacks who were improving years, right? And they gave them weapons. The Philadelphia Eagles were one of those teams, uh, and Miami, Miami was, one. was one of those teams. And look what happened with Miami, and look what happened with Philly. Miami gets Tyreek Hill, instantly amazing, instantly like transformative. That offense, right? AJ Brown. Like the, the, Tua and, and 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 Jalen Hurts look like completely different players, and so does Ryan Tannehill now. You know, like Ryan Tannehill used to like before the playoffs, right? Before that playoff game, you would say, you know what? He's a solid quarterback. He's not going to lose your games. And now the guy has no. He's got one arm tied behind his back. <laughs> You're too hard on it. I mean, he, he there he was doing Ryan for a while there. He was doing play action Ryan Tannehill stuff. But, I, I, again, it's not going to be nearly as explosive with A.J. off of there. I mean, people and thought, Burke's trying to learn how to be a number one receiver. It's going to look a while, and it's going to take a while. People just thought that Bobby Woods was going to come in and he was going to be a difference maker, and he's just not, you know? I mean, Kyle Phillips, it's who is that? one game for Woods, that? dude. Let him get incorporated. Who is first. Kyle Phillips? And why did why does a, a, a gentleman named Dontrell Hilliard have two touchdowns? Didn't, I want to say Phillips had a costly uh, – did he muff one or two? Uh, muff one, two? Phillips? Yeah. I yeah. think that was him. Yeah, my man Austin Hooper, big game for him. Uh, one reception, six yards yeah. for the shiny new toy for uh, for the uh, Tennessee Titans. Nah, look, we'll see. If they lose the Bills, though, that's when I'll say the the mystique is truly gone. Now they just lose to every team. Plus, they don't just lose to the good, the bad teams. They lose to the good ones, too. You're happier about a Titans loss than you are frustrated about losing to the Chargers. Because I expected that. That's the, there's something just I expected the Raiders to lose on the road. That. I expected the Raiders to lose to the Chargers. Yeah, but you, I mean, but, but you can't come in here giddy about the Titans when you're coming here. You're both on 0-1 Street. Yeah, but, you know. There has to be le- levels to it. There is. Our property value is so. No, you want to go through the roster and talk about it, well, who didn't perform? Woods, terrible pickup. Uh, who? Who's the tight end again? Like you're, you're Austin judging everybody today. Well, look what we're Devontae not going Adams through the did. Raiders. Was roster. that not a beautiful thing? I'm not going to deny that. He, there, again, he's on my fantasy. There team. are two moments that's in my life, like when I am on my deathbed, and Car was not good. Snapshots of life go through my mind. Right, like you're going. The number one will be the birth of my child, Riley. But number two would be Devontae Adams being traded to the Raiders. That was like I went through like I went through all of the stuff with Randy Moss, with Antonio Brown, with all those guys. I went through all of that to have to get to here. It's worth it because that was an absolutely magical connection. I know it was a loss, but that's going to that's going to end up delivering Man, lots of wins. The tone sounds like they won, Brad. There were some really I needed him to be a little lower today. There were some moments though. That's what I'm the car was Really bad. If you're telling yourself charge is going to go to a Super Bowl. They we, might, and we dude. Were right that there defensive line, Bosa and Mac, man. I mean, you and I both know Mac ain't going to do that every week. No, it's won't. all about who he's playing in terms of whether but, or not he will play. I mean, look, we're winning next week, and then we're winning in week three against the Titans. So <laughs> we're going to be two and one. Man, if the Titans beat you, it's going to be hard for you to come in here. It is going to be hard. I'm going to make sure I'm gonna be it's there. hard. I'm going to be there. And I want all Titans fans in Memphis to call in that day. If no, the it's... Titans beat the Raiders after everything you just said yeah, just absolutely. now. No, I'm game for We're going to open the phone. I mean, look, this is the first time they played in a couple years, I want to say, right? Maybe three years. I think they played in 2019, and they killed us. It was at home, too. It was at Titans play. fans, let me tell you now. You're not going to win a Super Bowl. We both know that. Yes. The Super Bowl is week three, is week three against John Martin's Raiders. It's gonna be a, That's the one we got to have. It's going to be a must-win scenario Because if them. we do. At home. You will be able to call in to this show and celebrate. Probably not going to be any higher points on the season. 
Maybe I guess if you beat the Colts twice, right, then you're winning the division. But, but still, if you're zero and three, can you imagine after all the stuff you just talked, them folks taking care of you in week three. If you're zero and three, you're going right. Oh yeah, I'm gonna have your sign. No signs, no signs. I, but I, I would be in the building though, and I'm excited because we don't we don't lose there, man. We don't lose in that. What am I worried about? Am I worried? What am I like? Am I supposed yeah. to be worried about Ness, Nick Westbrook, Kena, bro? You're not worried about Titans. You're not worried about Arkansas State. Traylon Burks. You know, what's he going to do? Have four receptions for 24 yards on me? Not worried about it, man. They're just not. And look, you haven't even, we haven't even mentioned Derrick Henry. A, a stellar 3.9 yards per carry for him yesterday against, I believe, the New York Giants. Who was that that blasted him from the side? Some linebacker, man. Yeah. I feel like the fear, it's going away. Like people like like now looking forward to trying to be the guy that put Derrick Henry down. It's just. Again, he, I told you this morning, there's going to be day, games where he's still super effective, but you can tell, like, it's it's going to be down from here, it feels like. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, and I, they're, they're, it's sad that I DBs, have him on my, this you know, is the year I drafted him on the 92-9 Fantasy League. Yeah, I, I mean, he's, the fear factor ain't there anymore. He's, but he's going to, you know, he's going to fall into the end zone eight times. I mean, for sure. Like I said, he's still know, going to be an effective runner. You're yeah. still going to get a good, a good is, season is out of him. Is he an RB1 in fantasy? But as you see... Hilliard's the the guy in terms of you're going to pass the ball to him to get bigger plays. You're not using Derek right. in that run game when you got a Hilliard. Yep. He's the more dynamic guy, so it's just he's limited. John. Now I've said that before on Derek Henry, and he's right. you know carried them to greatness. But yep, um, I just feel like the fear's gone. People want to hit him now. It's like they want to be the guy that put him down. Yeah, you you gotta might, be careful. You might be right. Anyway, that was the. Uh, the by the way, do you agree with the Dak sentiment? I, don't, I mean, any reason to bring him back if they're one and seven, bro? Why? Well, you just you just don't know. Has, has Philly taken off in the division? They beat Detroit this week, so we'll see. I think but they by then they have. We'll we'll see. Uh, they certainly have the weapons to do so. And, may, and is Miles Sanders back? Looks like they mm-hmm. looks like he's fresh. I mean, dude, look look who they play. They play the Vikings next week at home. That'll be a great one. And they play the Commanders. Then they play the Jags. I mean, the idea that you're not going to bring him back once he's healthy is ridiculous. Like you're kidding. You're just saying season's over. Like a. But why would you bring him back if he's one, if they're one and seven for what? Just to, for him because to get you're hurt paying him. What are we? What are we talking about? Yeah, dude. What? He he hits his hand on a helmet. He said it all the dang time. It's a freak accident that the thing broke this time. Well, he was. He something was, happens in football all the time. He was quite bad even before the injury. So it's not like there. You know, it's not like there was a huge difference in his play pre and post. Right. Um, I, I just can't. Now all of a sudden, Dak Prescott's a bad quarterback. Like well, no, the, we just, didn't say that when he signed for forty million. When they said Dallas did the right thing, no, paying he's, him. He's a, he's a, we're we're he's judging a, these guys game to game now. Dak Prescott's a good quarterback. Had a bad good. game yesterday before he got hurt. That's all there is to yeah, it. I'm not saying cut him. I'm just saying I wouldn't bring him back if you're one and seven. Man, there's some bad quarter starting quarterbacks in this league, and Dak Prescott's not one of them. I I, I did uh, I did think. Even though I they didn't end up getting the win or getting the cover, I was pretty impressed with Trevor Lawrence. I think he's coming along really well. I mean, if they like get him, said he's got real coaching. Now. If they get him, like we've an AJ Brown type, right? Mm-hmm. If they get an AJ Brown type for him, I don't know who that is. You know, they could he could really take off there, which would be bad news, of course, for the Tennessee Titans. But that's probably a year or two down the road. Uh, he's still he's developing though. I think that's that is pretty plain to see. Anyway, that was uh, that was week one in the NFL. Next story: Tennessee balls. Up to number fifteen in the AP poll, and it look I take no pleasure in saying this, but I'm a Vol watcher this year. I watched them take down a Pittsburgh team. I said they would beat. They took care of business and did. I mean, you can we can sit here and go back and forth on what they didn't do, but you go out on the road, you knock off a top twenty five team, thirty four twenty seven in overtime. Um, 
Again, I'll give you a tip of the cap to him. Mm-hmm. Josh Heupel's clearly got this thing pointed in the right direction. Again, Tennessee moving up, I believe, nine spots. Yes, they were 24th last week, up to number 15, and rightfully so. Uh, Gators come down to 18th. Some of us said this, too, that, again, after taking care of Utah, once you get this thing back in the SEC, there might be a little bit of, uh, of a humbling, and especially at the uh, in this case against a Kentucky team that is proven in that East. They took care of business, knocked off Florida down in the swamp 26-16, so Florida goes down to 18. We've, we've talked about the Georgias and Alabamas. Brad, this is what I want to know. What's Mississippi State got to do to get in the rankings? Not, not, not impressive to the, uh, to the national voters, at least so far, for the Bulldogs, who are now 2-0 and after a win over, uh, over Arizona, a road win, by the way. Still not ranked, mm-hmm. but I'm telling you right now, Brad, Mississippi State's a good team. I stayed up till 2.15 to watch that West Coast yeah, game. because it started at 10, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And, and with the air it's raid, hard. every other play is out of bounds or it's a down, you know, and the mm-hmm. clock stops. So it's 2.15. I don't think they're a top 25 team. I I was talking to Harold Grader about this this morning from the AutoZone Liberty Bowl because they watch all these teams, you know, to see who they put in the bowl game from the SEC. You're a Mississippi State fan, and you're saying they don't belong in the top 25. No. They're not a top 25, but based on the the body of work that you've displayed this this last week, I don't think they are. But Ole Miss is? I think Ole Miss is. What did they show? You know, I know they start the year there. A lot of this goes back to last year. You're coming off a year at the end where Mississippi State didn't look – they looked terrible at the end, so people want to, like – if you're gonna put, I think if you put Mississippi State in the top twenty-five, you got to look at the end of last year. Oh, it is. That's why but, they didn't start with them in yeah, there. I get it, that. The other problem with this but, air raid thing is like you're gonna lose some games that you shouldn't lose, like Memphis last year, and you're gonna win some. They didn't look that great. They turned the ball over, and not, so I wouldn't have put them in the top twenty-five. Well, I think that Mississippi State should be sitting at twenty, and Ole Miss should frankly be the one that's out. I realize mm-hmm. why we're not here because you started the season with Ole Miss ranked. That's right, um, Ole Miss. I, this is where I'm at, and I've said it before. Mississippi State going to win the Egg Bowl this year. They are the better team. And again, we're, we're talking about a West. That's, we're not talking about the top of the West here with Alabama. That said, Mississippi State is good. Will Rogers is good, and I think they'll continue to put up points all season long. And maybe play spoiler by the time this thing is done. Um, this is a better team than Ole Miss. I think they should be ranked, frankly. Uh, as far as Kentucky, they moved up to number 9 after knocking off uh, Florida down there in the swamp. What, what did after we thought so highly of my man Anthony Richardson mm-hmm. after the win over Utah, where are we at now after Kentucky really sort of manhandled him? Yeah. Still think he's a top ten NFL quarterback? Well, you know, again, that's did not... he make millions and then lose millions? He did. Did you hear how many scouts came to the game? Sound yeah. like most of the NFL yep. was there to watch Richardson in that performance. He did not show well in that game. I'm not saying it's over for him, but just as much as we thought I, he'd gained against Utah, I think he lost quite a bit of it. Um, in that game against Kentucky. And tip of the cap to Stoops. Uh, a little bit later, but all-time winning his coach uh, in Kentucky history now. you got to tip your cap to him. Yeah, I mean, I, I did. I think uh, he, you know, that's the, that's the nature of the beast, right? The nature of the beast is, you know, you, you'll, your stock will explode one week when you beat Utah at home, and then it will come crashing down. I did Especially not with the scouts there. Right, I, I, didn't, the I, didn't, I can't say I thought it was this. I thought they put Emory Jones back in. Like I, I didn't. Like, My man lost his confidence. It did. He was He didn't look like the same dude. Yeah. Like that was like they like. I I just didn't understand. I thought Billy Napier's decision to go for it was a little premature there too, right? Mm-hmm. Like I know, but it wasn't like your defense was giving up. It wasn't like it was forty-five to forty. You know, it was a pretty low-scoring game at that time. So I didn't understand that, and I think it ultimately it didn't cost them on that possession. You know what I'm saying? They missed the field goal. I want to say. 
But again, you gave him a chance, right? You gave him a chance to end the game effectively there by not, uh, you know, by going for it, not trusting your defense. Yeah, I thought that was the craziest thing. The craziest thing was he can look so brilliant against a, a top ten team, you know. But then the week after, at home too, you know, against an SEC opponent, like you know, against a good team, clearly. But it just didn't didn't look like the same steez, man. He was fourteen of thirty five. Yeah, not good for one hundred and forty three yards. Throws the the two picks. Will Levis, I'm telling you this right now. He was it, it, the QBR forty point four, thirteen and twenty four. Throws for two hundred yards, a pick, and a touchdown. So you look at the numbers, you say not very. That dude was taking a beating, yeah, and getting back up and going out there. Man, he is a leader. There is no question about it. And I tell you what, Kentucky may still be the second best team in the East. We gonna see though, because I'm telling you right now, the balls are coming. Yeah, the balls are. That's a great game though. I, mean, I love Cedric Tillman. That was a great game. Great game. Isn't uh, that the receiver? Yes, him. I want him. You want him in Chicago? Yes, I want him. I want Quindell Johnson for my Bears. Okay. Uh, I'm just gonna go grocery shopping. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna come back. There was a uh, a pretty a uh, huge revelation in the NBA from Steph Curry uh, and, and who he told Rolling Stone that the Golden State Warriors were talking about acquiring. Uh, so we'll talk about that when we come back. Jason and John, are you- Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Turn to family, ESPN. Top's Barbecue is the best barbecue in Memphis. And now... You can get Tops Barbecue first thing in the morning, at least at the South Haven location, because they are now serving breakfast. We got a chance to try out the menu last week, and oh, buddy, bless. That was uh, that was a revelation. Like, I mean, you know, Tops been whipping it up back there, but they are. This is this might be the biggest thing they've ever done. You got to get you got to get down there for breakfast if you're tailgating early Memphis football game, going down to Oxford, whatever it may be, call Tops to cater. You'll be glad you did. Yep, there's a brisket and cream cheese breakfast sandwich you got to try. They got the more traditional bacon and egg sandwich. And, of course, because of that Tops burger always being number one, 
What they've done is taken that burger and they put a fried egg on top of it, and it's the perfect breakfast. You'll absolutely love it. As John said, here's the deal, though. you got instructions. you got to get down to the location in South Haven on State Line Road and kill this breakfast because if you do and it goes big, we can have it at all tops locations. That's the plan. you got to execute, though. So head on down to State Line. And again, get yourself some Tops breakfast. Try that waffle too. You can thank us later. It is fantastic. Got the uh, the hash browns and everything on top of it. You'll have the perfect breakfast at Tops. Smoked bologna sandwich, fireman burger. It's all good at Tops. Seventy years and still smoking. So there's an interesting story in the NBA that we uh, should should talk about. I, I find it right. interesting. Uh, but Steph Curry told Rolling Stone last month that the Golden State Warriors did indeed have internal talks about bringing back Kevin Durant. That is what he told Rolling Stone, and he said, there was a conversation internally amongst us about if he was available, would you? Every team has those conversations, and obviously in our situation, they're going to call me and ask, how do you feel about it? Curry said he was never hesitant in endorsing the idea of a reunion with Durant, who was his teammate for three years. Of course, they won two titles. Durant won back-to-back finals MVP awards. Um, and he also talked to to Seth, who's who's there with Kevin Durant on the uh, on the Brooklyn Nets. He said the idea of playing with Katie and knowing who he is as a person from our history in those three years. I think Katie's a really good dude. I think he's misunderstood. I think he has had certain things happen in his life that hurt his ability to trust people around him in a sense of making him feel safe at all times. So all of those things I understand, having played with him and gotten to know him, I love that dude. So I guess I. I, I Maybe we shouldn't be surprised, right? Because Kevin Durant is like the greatest scorer, you know, one of the greatest scorers of this generation, certainly. Um, but I guess it came down, it came down simply to you can you can endorse it all you want, right? You don't have the nobody had the chips. Did does it did it surprise you to hear Steph say he wanted to do it? Uh, not really, just because again publicly that's fine. It's out there. You still look good with KD, but you. I just think he's saying something publicly here, and maybe he's he was would have been fine with it, but come on, you didn't need him. Mm-hmm. You don't need him. Mm-hmm. That was proven. So if it's Steph just trying to maximize legacy, yes, if we bring KD in here, I can get what five, six titles. If that's what, then maybe. But I'm you're not you're not going to mess up what they've got, yeah. which is a good thing right now. And the great thing about them is it's not about to fall off because you've got this youth infusion, potentially, of young guys coming in that can pick up some roles for you and keep it at a high level. It's the perfect mixture. You don't need to mess it up. I'd, you asked me, was I surprised? I suppose a little bit, but I wonder if it's just public posturing for a, for an article for Rolling Stone. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it is kind of crazy to think about. I think right. everybody probably kicked the tires. Right. And Steph's saying, yeah, I'd consider it. It's just a nice little narrative that you can go out and you can, you can run a headline off of. I don't Again, how serious would would it have been? I, I think Golden State made the right move here. Well, yeah, they didn't have – what could they what, have? What do we do? What, what, why? They got a good thing. Why mess it up? Right. I mean, they would have – You've got an aging dynasty right. that's got the perfect mix of youth to come right in and, and maybe keep it going for a little bit longer. I don't know. I don't know. You didn't owe Kevin anything. You'd lose some of that if you're trading for him. Potentially, yeah. you lose a lot of it. Yeah, um, I just kind of I, I kind of found it interesting that he he said it publicly, though. You know what I'm saying? Because that's an easy one to just you know say, yeah, oh, you know, yeah, it would have been great. But he says they talked about it. He would have loved it. You know, I just kind of found that I kind of found that interesting. Again, he I think he's giving Rolling Stone something to be interesting about. You see, the other thing that came out of that thing is that he said Obama got on him about saying that the moon landing was fake. Well, he should have gotten on him about that. 
It's that's he was, dangerous. He was joking. Oh, okay. Well, but means- Obama's point is like, you know, we can't have you joking about moon landings <laughs> yeah. being fake, bro, because the kiddies believe you. And that's so right. I, I need you to retract uh, that. But he's like, we got crazy Kyrie out here exactly. already. So Steph, I need you to be down to earth and say we landed on the moon. So that was the other thing that came out of that article. Steph telling him that Obama sort of scolded him on that. You know, again, how much, John, you're opening up the book here. You're trying to be more interesting. Yep. And so I think you'll have a tendency to exaggerate on some of these things. That's why I think that's what this could be with KD. Of course, I was, yeah, I was all for it. <laughs> you know, right. give, give Rolling Stone another headline. Yeah. Another well, he certainly did that, Jason. Yeah, he did. He gave him all the headlines they could ever want. Um, so anyway, I saw that and I was like, hmm, it's interesting that he, uh, interesting that he, uh, he talked, he talked about that out loud. I miss NBA. I am very excited about the NBA. I mean, if we can have the NFL back. I can certainly look forward to to the NBA. What were you like? I mean, training camp starts this month, right? October nineteenth is the tip off on the season. Yeah. You'll be playing the Knicks on the nineteenth to start the year. And that so one, yeah, it's coming. That one's televised, fast. isn't it? Isn't that one on national television? Uh-huh. Yeah. So there you go. It's uh, it's going to be here before you know it. It really is. All right, we're going to do some respect burgers. Then Jason Fitz is going to join us at one twenty five. Stick. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Around. McCoy Roofing and Renovations, if you got projects, he actually posted on Facebook, I don't know, this weekend, about an entertainment center he put together for somebody. Like, that's what the kind of stuff he can do. It's not just roofing. It's also, like, projects around the house. There's really not a whole lot Chris can and won't do for you around the house. Had, like, that backlighting, you know what I'm talking about? Like, with with the uh, LED lights. Fancy. Yeah. That's what. That's how all the young people do it these days, man. Got to have that LED lighting, the accent. Right. Chris McCoy can do that. His his main yeah. thing though for you is going to be getting you a new roof. So if you got storm damage, whatever it is, give him a call. He'll come out, assess the damage, maybe even get it covered at no out of pocket cost to you. Happen for me. When he comes out, let him know you heard about him on the Jason and John Show. Guess what you get? A free roofing upgrade. 901-487-7096 is how you get that free roofing upgrade. you got to call him to get him to come out. You tell him that you heard it on the Jason and John Show. You get free upgrade. Who can't use free in 2022? We all can. That's why you call Chris McCulley. Not to mention the fact he's going to handle the job. He's going to handle it at the best price, as John said. Renovations, building the entertainment center. He's got you, but he can't have you. Until you make the call, 901-487-7096, but the most popular roofing company. You can check out the five-star reviews on Facebook. If you like to read the reviews before you purchase your good or service, you're going to love this service that he can provide. Check out the website at McCulleyRoofingLLC.com. It's McCulley Roofing and Renovations. The one thing that we have not spent a ton of time on is uh, Scott Frost. Uh, not only did he lose to Georgia Southern, 
They gave up 45 points at the crib to Georgia Southern. Made the record show. Sunbelt. That in uh, that in Scott Frost's final game in Nebraska, I was on Georgia Southern plus 21 and the over. So I, I, I am sending him out with wow. a dub. Thank you, Scott. Appreciate that very much. Oh, I mean, if you had Georgia Southern on the money line, 100 bucks only paid about 1600 Right, congratulations! If you, if you, by the way, not a bad bet because it's like Nebraska's reeling, you know, like it's not a bad bet uh, at all. Um, so after that, uh, being a three touchdown favorite, losing the game outright, he got fired. Um, and we talked about this in the beginning of the in the beginning of the year, you know, AAC coaches specifically, right, going to their next stop and why they struggle. I mean, Justin Fuente got fired at Virginia Tech. Uh, he was brilliant at Memphis. Scott Frost got fired at Nebraska. He was brilliant at UCF. They were national champions, as you know. Um, and we'll see. I think the jury's still very much out on uh, Mike Norvell at Florida State rooting for him. They got some things, you know, cooking. It feels like maybe right, but that 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 is no that is no that is no sure thing, right? Well, There's they could go six and six. Yeah, this year. still a lot Even to to be uh, to let to let play out there. Um, well, no. Do you think Nebraska is a brand that is just obsolete at this point? Becoming that, so much so that I wonder, was this physically smart, that you could have waited till October 1 and saved $7.5 million. Do you realize that? That his buyout dropped from $15 million to $7.5 million if they waited till October 1 to fire him. Now, Nebraska still feels like, to your question, it's a strong enough brand. we got to make this happen right now. But does the rest of the country? Like, are we missing Nebraska that much? Clearly, and they have to treat it as such. I mean, they got boosters they got to answer to that. You know, you want to keep that money flowing. you you got to move here, and you got to move quickly. But I just think it's dead, John. And if one of your own can't revive it, I don't know. Maybe there's a better football coach. I thought going to Nebraska, Scott Frost was a pretty good football coach. Um it can work under someone else, I'm sure. We've seen dead programs be revived. It's possible that Josh Heupel is doing just that at Tennessee. And I mean dead in terms of not being what you were at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, that said, I guess you had to make the move. Like these boosters are saying, no, 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 we'll do it right now. Fire him. We don't care about saving that $7.5 million. But to your question, you asked me about Nebraska football. I, it's, it feels gone, John. And especially when I see that one of your own can't sort of save it. Anyway. Yeah, like I, I do think uh... – I, I do think, you know, you have the to... The days of old. The right. days of old are gone. The halcyon, as they say, the halcyon days. Yeah, I mean, and they're not the only program that's the case for, right? There are other programs around the country that... that uh, well, Florida State, possibly. Exactly. be similar. Tennessee, possibly, sort of similar, and that at one time a huge power. Maybe I shouldn't put Tennessee on that level. They did win one, though, and it certainly dropped off, but uh, appeared to be capable of... And with resources they've got up there, they should be yeah. uh, a contender. But, yeah, man... Uh, it just shows you the desperation of Nebraska that they could have waited here. Like, because here's the thing: October first. Like, I don't even mean this like in a, in a disrespectful way, but when was Nebraska? Like, they were 80s, right? 90s. Yeah, Os- his name's Tom Osborne. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He was a stud. They they kept the team. And, and and you know what they benefited from? And I and I mean this respectfully. They benefited from like no internet. They did. They benefited from people not knowing that there are better places out there that you don't have to play in the middle of nowhere in a cornfield to make the NFL, right? Once that, once you started realizing, hey, Nebraska's not the only thing out here for me. I can go here. I can go there. I can go here. I can go there. In 2022, you have to live in Nebraska. 
to be to play at Nebraska. That's the other thing. It's like who wants to do that, bro? Unless you're from there, right? Unless you're a, a born and raised product of Nebraska. That's one thing. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.